0: Good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and good morning to everyone who is watching online. We are so glad that you're with us too. If you're one of those people watching online in your Christmas pajamas, would you write something in the comments so that we know who is with us? Uh, I have a couple of quick announcements. Um, starting oh, next Sunday, we are having a combined service as well. And next Sunday service will be at 11 o'clock. Um, and it will be a traditional worship service But we'd love for you to come to that uh, next Sunday at 11. Um, And also wanted to let you know, starting January 5th, Pastor Sam has an awesome uh, small group Bible study started and it's a confirmation class for adults. How cool is that? So you're gonna want to uh, attend that. And I have a youth confirmation uh, class will be starting uh, January the 9th. And you can check with me uh, for those dates uh, as we'll be meeting uh, every other Sunday night. Uh, Our children's ministry the month of January, they're doing a coat drive. So every uh, Wednesday night and Sunday morning with the children's ministry in January, you can bring coats and just clothes you have in your closet that will go to our clothes closet to go to those in need. Um, So that's awesome. And if you're not a child, you can still join the children's ministry in doing that. Um, Starting January 23rd, this is my favorite announcement, Pastor Sam. Starting January 23rd, uh, I will be leading a small group uh, during the Sunday school hour and it's called dream big and it's a Sunday school or a small group You could say for all ages. So any age group can come teenagers grown-ups anybody and we're No grump. If you're grumpy, we're sending you into a different Sunday school class All right, it's gonna be a very light-hearted fun Sunday school class off of a Bob Goff series uh, And we're gonna have cinnamon rolls each week. So it's gonna be amazing and when we have those uh, Catherine Barnes is also gonna have stuff for the kids those weeks. It's a five-week class starting January Twenty-third, So let's go to the Lord in prayer this beautiful day after Christmas morning. Loving God, we thank you so much that we can gather uh, here together this beautiful day. Uh, we are thankful for Christmas. We are thankful for all you have done for us. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us worship you this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Took the words right out. Words right out. Thank you, Andy. Good morning to everybody. Good morning to everybody. This starts, I think so y'all, so I are, think all think y'all are all gonna recognize I call you faithful. Call all you faithful. Uh, we've got a couple, uh, of, a hymns couple hymns of hymns in here in and then also here, some some uh, uh, other uh, stuff some more from, stuff from the contemporary, contemporary side. again we welcome you to, we to the United Service. service. United service. sound amazing out there. Again, Merry Christmas to you. in her arms She's staring at the face of God The face of God
2: you hear me now? <laughs> all right. I want to welcome you, and if you're watching by live stream, I want to welcome you, our, our worshipers who are still at home in your pajamas with maybe like boxes and wrapping paper all around you. I'm glad that you're worshiping with us today. I want to remind you that next week we're also going to have... All right. next week we're also going to have one united worship service except it's going to be at 11 o'clock it'll be one of our traditional worship services and i hope that you'll join us for that too i'm glad that you're here happy boxing day okay and i i don't know look up boxing day if you don't know what it is and i, I don't know it has some kind of sketchy sketchy parts to it but it's at the heart of it it's about giving so now we are going to give you an opportunity to give right now pastor andy where are you pastor andy pastor andy is going to take our children to children's church he's going to lead them that way pastor andy and ampton are going to go right out this door so there we go all right i just want to say a couple of words about your giving we have plates in the front and in back of the sanctuary that you can put your offerings in. You'll notice some brochures back there. The brochures are for our white Christmas offering. It goes to the the children's home. Uh, It's called Embrace Alabama Kids and we have several children's homes across the state uh, where, where kids that don't have a place to live can grow up and they go not just little kids but they go all the way through college. Kids that go to the Methodist children's homes Um, have their way paid to college or trade school. I didn't know if you knew that. Uh, But they need your support, and you can give in that way. You can give online. You can give by text to give. You can give through our church app. But thank you for your generosity, and thank you for being here. Let's pray. God, you've given so much to us. This is the season of giving, and we thank you for all your many gifts and all your blessings for the greatest gift of all, which we celebrated yesterday, we thank you so much for our Savior, Jesus Christ. And Lord, as we give these gifts and tithes and offerings, as we give to support the children's home, we pray that you would use that for your kingdom's glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: divine star and angel gave the sign bow to babe on bended knee the savior of humanity unto us a child is born shall reign forevermore. to save born to raise us from the grave
2: Favorites of the Christmas season, Noel. The scripture today is going to come from two different places. The first is Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. And then the second location will be Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 12. Words will be up on the screen there if you want to follow along on your phone or um, however you like to to do when we read scriptures. Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligent, the compassionate in cheerfulness. And then Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Back in 1990, when my grandmother died, my mom and my sister and I had kind of a, a bittersweet job And I say bittersweet because during this job, uh, we did some crying and we did some laughing too, but what we had to do is go through my grandmother's house and particularly in places like her closets and clean everything out. Um, it It was also kind of a sacred experience because everything we touched meant something to my grandmother and it meant something to us too because we remembered as we did all of this. There was this one closet in particular that I remember us going through, and it it, it, went, it was tall, skinny closet, went way up high, and it was the closet that my grandmother used to store things that she didn't want to use, but she wanted to keep for later. Um, Mamaw lived through the Depression, and so Mamaw never threw anything away she was the original farm table, uh, recycle, you know, everything that, that is kind of trendy now. She, she knew how to conserve. She knew how to use something over and over again. But this kind of carried over to the way that she received gifts. So when we were going through this closet, we found like nice sets of towels and sheets and, and tablecloths and all of that all in their original packaging uh all put away in this closet never used because well they're too nice to use you know you had to save them you might need them later and as we were going through this i was i was saying to my to my mother why did all do this why didn't she just use that? And and my mom would just laugh, and she would say, "This this is just like your grandma." She would she wanted to use it, for, save it in case she needed it for a special occasion. So I was laughing right along with the whole thing until I found the nightgown that I had given grandma the Christmas before, still in the box. And I was I was a, a little bit hurt, right? A little bit mad, just a, a little bit. But most of all, I was sad. Because the the gift that I gave her, I meant for her to unwrap it and use it. But she stuck it in the back of the closet. And I said, Mom, I just gave her this last Christmas. And my mom shook her head and she said, yes. But she wanted to save it in case she had to go to the hospital. Now, y'all, i know somebody else had a grandmother like that um and so i just i really didn't know how to feel and i think i might have felt a little bit like god feels when god looks at us and sees all of the wonderful gifts that god has given to us and sometimes we don't use them much we don't even unwrap them so the gifts that we're talking about today are spiritual gifts And and the spiritual gifts are found in different places in the Bible. I just read from two places today. There are other places that you can find spiritual gifts. But I wonder if you see any of these gifts in yourself. Maybe you are are sensitive and discerning and you're not afraid to speak out. So maybe you have the spiritual gift of prophecy. Prophecy. On the other hand, maybe you're just practical, and you're observant, and you're detailed oriented and you see what needs to be done, and you like to get it done. Maybe you have the spiritual gift of serving. Or maybe you can, you're the type of person you can take in information, and you can synthesize it, and you can understand it, and you know how to help other people understand it. You might have the spiritual gift of teaching. You might have you might have the spiritual gift of exhortation or encouragement. If you're one of those people that's positive and you like to encourage people and lift people up, maybe you're an encourager. Or if if you're generous and if you're hospitable and resourceful, then maybe you have the spiritual gift of giving. Maybe you're super organized and, and super responsible and thorough, and you know how to step up in front in such a way that makes other people want to follow you. If so, you might have the spiritual gift of leadership, and then finally, maybe you're an empath, and you can feel other people's pain, and you know how to sympathize with them, and you want to help them ease their suffering, then you might have the spiritual gift of mercy or compassion. Those are the gifts that are listed in, in Romans chapter 12, but then I read also from Ephesians 4 that lists apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. A couple of other places list them as well. But here's the thing. You might have a spiritual gift that's not listed in any of these places because all of us are uniquely and wonderfully made and gifted by God. And here's something that's important. I want you to really hear this. The gifts that we have whatever particular gift we have is not as important as whether or not we unwrap it and use it. Paul puts it this way in Romans 12, 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Let us use them. Gifts are there to be used. So how do we do this? How do we unwrap our spiritual gifts? Because that's kind of what we're talking about today, the gifts we forgot to unwrap. It's a lifelong process, I'll just tell you that right now. Uh, It's a process of discovering, it's a process of putting to use, and sometimes your gifts kind of shift and change over the years. But here's the one important thing to remember in this lifelong process of discovering and using your gifts. Wipe the mirror. And what I mean by that is you ever get out of the shower and the mirror's all fogged up and you have to get the towel and and you have to wipe the mirror because you want to be able to see in order to shave or put your makeup on or fix your hair or whatever, but you have to start by wiping the mirror or you can't see yourself clearly. Spiritually speaking, spiritually speaking, life tends to fog up our mirror in a way that it's hard for us to really see ourselves clearly. Maybe easier for somebody else to see us than for us to see ourselves and i I can't tell you how many times i've had somebody come up to me and say pastor sam i don't even have a spiritual gift i know i hear you talk about spiritual gifts. i don't have any I, i just i don't have a calling i don't have a i don't have any special purpose or uniqueness and then maybe everybody else around us are like are you kidding me you have this gift but the mirror is fogged and we can't see ourselves Now, there are spiritual gift inventories that you can take. You can go online. There are so many of them, and you can take them online. I have printed out some the old-fashioned way, and right down here on the altar rail, I have printed out it's just a two-pager, and if that is helpful to you, sometimes that's helpful in wiping the mirror and seeing what your spiritual gift is. But you know, the spiritual gift, inventories as helpful as they are you really can't put all that much weight on them. They are not the end all be all because of this reason God might have a spiritual gift for you that is in an area that you never considered before something that you would never think that you could do Moses is a great example of this. Moses in Exodus chapter 3. You know Moses when he went to the burning bush to see what was going on there and God said take off your shoes for your own holy ground and then God said this to Moses from the burning bush he said I've seen the oppression of my people I've seen and I've heard their cries and I am sending you Moses to Pharaoh I'm sending you to bring my people out of Egypt and Moses replied God you see I took one of these spiritual gift tests and it turns out I don't have the gift of public speaking As a matter of fact, I've got this speech impediment, so I really don't think I'm the one to go to Pharaoh. And God said, wipe the mirror, Moses. Not really, but wipe the mirror. I want you, Moses, to see yourself the way I see you because when I see you, I see a leader and I see a prophet. When Moses looked in the mirror, Moses saw a murderer and a fugitive from justice. Moses saw a big loser at worst, or at best, he saw a simple shepherd who was working for his father in law. But God looked at Moses and saw something different. So, how do we go about wiping the mirror so we can see ourselves clearly? Remember, this is an ongoing process because our mirrors are constantly fogging back up again because that's what life does to us. fogs our mirror. One way that we can clean our mirrors is what I call listening prayer. I say listening prayer. Some people call it contemplative prayer because there are all kinds of different ways of praying and not all of those kinds of praying Wipe the mirror. For instance, there is a prayer where we do all the talking, okay? It's kind of like us taking our shopping list to God. God, I need this, and I need this, and while you're at it, I need this too. That kind of praying, I'll just be honest with you, is helpful. We need to take our knees to God, but it has no effect on wiping our mirror. It does not help us see ourselves. Communicating with God is supposed to be a two-way street, as all communication is supposed to be. Not a a monologue as much as a dialogue. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 62.1 says, Truly my soul waits silently for God. Jesus said in John 10.17, My sheep hear my voice. And my question is, how are we supposed to hear God's voice if we don't stop talking ourselves? A great Bible scholar, William Barclay, said, prayer is not a way of making use of God. Prayer is a way of offering ourselves to God in order that God might be able to use us. It may be, Barclay goes on to say, one of the great faults in prayers that we talk too much and listen too little. When prayer is at its highest, we wait in silence for God's voice to us. I want to tell you, it does not come naturally to pray this way. It takes practice. It feels awkward at first because we have all these things running through our mind. And listen, the things that we have running through our mind when we're trying to practice uh, listening prayer, not everything that runs through our mind comes from God. So we have to filter things through Scripture and tradition and experience and reason. But listening prayer as we practice it is a great way to help us wipe the mirror to see ourselves clearly and to see God's will for us. The second way to wipe the mirror is active study i say active study because not all study is active study some study is just informational you know when you're in college and you're learning something and you're going to just give it right back to the teacher on the test and then you're going to forget all about it <laughs> because you were just learning it so you could pass the test some study is just informational active prayerful study Will change you it it is transformational so when I read the the, the scripture when I read other spiritual books and other other things and I do it with a heart that is open with the intent of and this is the important part with the intent of putting it to practice in my life then it changes me I'm, I'm transformed one way I am informed and it's good to be informed But I also want to be formed so that I come away different. Reading God's Word and reading other spiritual material like that is transformational. It's a good way. It's a good way to wipe the mirror. Some of you might say, Pastor Sam, you just don't know me that well. I just don't like to read, okay? Well, I will say to you, uh, maybe that used to be an excuse, but it's not now. Because do you know how many audiobooks there are out there? Do you know how many podcasts you can get for free, and you can listen—you know—active study. And then finally, the one of the best ways to wipe the mirror and understand ourselves is through what I call accountable friendships. And notice I say accountable friendships because we have all kinds of friendships. We have people that we just hang out with, friends. But accountable friendships uh, are about people who actually can speak the truth back to us, can be our sounding mirror, can, can be uh, the one who helps us to see not only our flaws, but also our gifts. That That person that says to you, you know have you ever thought about this 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 because you seem to be gifted in this area I encourage you to find friends and hang out with people that can tell you the truth that can encourage you when you need encouragement that can give you a swift kick because sometimes we need a swift kick don't we then help you develop as a human being Those are the kind of friends I'm talking about. Wiping the mirror. Remember I said this is a lifelong process of growing and changing. Life continually fogs our mirrors. We always need to clean them. And as a church, Gadsden First United Methodist Church, we need to clean our mirror as a church. We need to know who we are. We are a unique body of Christ and we have a job to do we need to be we got to see clearly to be able to do it one of my favorite little books is entitled this if you know who you are you'll know what to do Um, if you know who you are you'll know what to do it was written by Ronald Greer who was a longtime pastoral counselor at Peachtree Road United Methodist Church in Atlanta And the title really says it all. That's kind of the message of the book in a nutshell. And the subtitle of the book is Living with Integrity. Living with Integrity. And he says, Ronald Greer says this, integrity requires that I discover who I am, I claim who I am, and I live who I am. In other words, I unwrap the gift that God has given me and I know what that is and claim it for myself, and then put it to use. And in his book, Ronald Greer shares a story that I want to finish this message with. It's about an old Hasidic rabbi named Zuzia. One day, Zuzia stood before his congregation, and he said this. He said, when I die and have to present myself before God, then God will not say to me, Zuzia, why were you not Moses? Because then I would say, well, God, Moses was a prophet, and I am not. God will not say to me, Zuzia, why were you not Jeremiah? Because then I would say, well, God, Jeremiah was a writer, and I am not. Instead, God will say to me, Zuzia, why were you not Zuzia? And to this, I will have no answer. What will our answer be let us pray god we know that life has a tendency to fog our mirrors so that we can't really see ourselves and sometimes that means we can't see our weaknesses we can't see our flaws But sometimes, Lord, it means we can't see our giftedness. We can't see those spiritual gifts and blessings that you have given us and that you want us to unwrap and use. So, God, help us to practice the practices that we need to, to discover who we are and to claim who we are and then to be who You have made us to be in Christ's name. Amen. Will you stand and worship with me in this last song?
1: We thought, what a better way to send us out with uh, the Christmas season than joy to the world. True reason that we are here.
2: the light of the world. You're a city set on a hill. So as you go forth, shine your light everywhere you go so that God will receive glory in Jesus name. Amen.